This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, what is up, podcast listeners? I am so glad that you have found yourself at the Joyful Courage Podcast. This is a place where we celebrate real and raw conversations about raising kids with conscious parenting and positive discipline. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke. I'm a facilitator. I'm a parent coach. Most importantly, I am a mom of two teenagers and I am walking the path of more mindful, intentional parenting right alongside of you. Please know that this podcast is created for you. I create it for you and for our community. And if you love it, Feel free to share it with all of your family and friends over social media. Let's spread the word. Let's get as many people as possible listening to this show. Please write a review on Apple's podcast, formerly known as iTunes, and join the Patreon community where parents just like you are contributing just a small little amount each month to the show and enjoying perks like monthly webinars and community conversations about the content you hear on this podcast. Check the show notes for links and more details on all of that. I'm so, so grateful that you are here and now enjoy the show. Hey, listeners. I'm back in the closet. I'm back in my closet because the sound is good. I have no children with me today. You just get me. But oh my gosh, thank you so much for the feedback about episode 175 when I had the kids in here with me and we talked screens. That was super fun for me. And um, it sounded like it really landed for a lot of you. Now, I want to be really transparent that our conversations about screen time are not always that joyful. (laughs) So, uh, but it is possible. It's possible to have really powerful conversations with our kids like that. Um, Also, thanks for the feedback about last week's show with Sid. Wasn't he great? I love that guy. I love it when I get to be in conversation with people that I don't know really other than, you know, scoping them out online. And then we start talking and we realize, oh, we totally are in alignment with each other. Super fun. Happens a lot here on the podcast. So yes, today is a solo show. And something I wanted to talk about today is how we parents 
can influence the iceberg that is our children, right? So I am noticing in my live classes and online and with private clients that often um, parents want to start with the conversation about their kids' behavior. And it is useful to hear the story of what's going on with their kids. And it's, you know, things like battling over homework or, you know, different types of power struggles. There's the never-ending screen time, phone conversation, trying to get out the door. And then we parents, we are mega focused on fixing the problem because it's not really the getting out the door or the phone conversation or the homework that's the problem. It's the way that our kids respond to us, right? When it's time to do the homework or it's time to put the phone away or we're trying to get out the door, right? The challenge is really kind of where our, where we and our children collide in the context of whatever that conversation is, right? And so remembering that in the iceberg metaphor, so if you're new to the podcast, hey, welcome. Uh, I talk a lot about this metaphor of the iceberg and you know, the behavior we see, the behavior that's challenging to us is the tip of the iceberg, right? And then under the surface is all sorts of beliefs and barriers and lacking skill and, you know, basic needs that aren't being met. There's all this stuff happening under the surface that's influencing and motivating that behavior, right? So the iceberg The behavior we see sometimes is actually a solution to a problem that we may or may not know about, right? And so we played with this a few weeks ago in my parenting class with some local folks here at the Montessori School. Shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Um, And the example was children who a child who wouldn't get ready to go in the morning. And so the family was late getting out the door. So we did an exercise where, you know, there's two options for response, right? It's a problem that happens. It's not just like, oh, this one time my daughter had a hard time getting ready for school, but it's something that we are facing day in and day out, right? So we have two options for response. We can come from the mindset of, okay, what do I have to do to this kid to get her to cooperate, right? What do I have to do to get her to cooperate? What do I have to do to her to motivate her to be on my agenda, right? And this is when, when, when this is our mindset, we often go to bribes slash rewards, right? Threats, punishments slash consequences. Like that's really what we have available to us when the question is, what do I have to do to this kid to get her to cooperate? Well, there's another option for response, right? There's another mindset that we can take when we notice a problem, like in the example, a child who is hard to get out the door in the morning, right? Or really, it could be any of those examples that I mentioned, homework, screens, putting phones away, power struggles, right? What do I have to do this kid to get them to cooperate versus 
what is happening for my child that's getting in the way of them cooperating? Right. And so these are the questions that we ask. This is and there can you feel the there's those are two very different mindsets. And the idea behind one is, you know, my child will only do what I want them to do if I coerce them, right? Through consequences and rewards. Whereas the other one, the mindset is really like, I, I trust that my child wants to be cooperative and is having a hard time. So I want to get curious and find out what's going on with her. And in either of those questions, the, you know, the good news is we don't have to be the ones that come up with the answers. We can go to the source, right? We can go to the source. So in the exercise that I did with my class, it looked like the parent going to the child and saying, tell me about the mornings for you when it's the morning and it's a school day. Tell me about how that feels. I noticed that, you know, I get really frustrated. What, how, what is your experience? What do you notice about mom or dad? Right. And really, we just want to keep asking these open ended conversations with the goal of having a better idea of what the experience is for our child. Because we can make assumptions all day long. And you guys have heard me say this. You gals and guys have heard me say this a lot. We can make assumptions all day long. But at the end of the day, just because we've, you know, made an assumption doesn't mean that it's true. So we have to go to the child and broaden our perspective Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, 
you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. around their experience. And inside of this, inside of this, we're gathering information. And a lot of the time it's really useful information because it's letting us know, oh, this is a place where my child gets stuck. Or, oh, this is, this is what she really wants time for in the morning, right? And so with this broader perspective, then together we can make a plan that will support the child and you, the parent, in having an easier time of it and increase the likelihood of cooperation. Can you see that? And because when we think about like, okay, if you're not ready to go in the morning and we're late another time, you're not gonna get to have screen time in the afternoon when you get home from school. Now, is that a tool? Yes, threats are tools, consequences are tools. But is that something that's going to support the child in practicing, learning, developing the life skills that she needs to be more organized in the morning or to make time for, you know, whatever it is that she wants to make time for in the morning. Like there's no skill development there. There's an assumption of you have everything you need. You're just giving me a hard time. So now I'm going to put this thing out there, this threat in hopes that that's going to be enough to get you, you know, moving along in the morning. So it's it's short-sighted. And, you know, for some kids, okay, that, that could be useful until it's not, right? And then, you know, you have the afternoon where you get to battle over, like, are you really going to take away screen time? And, and then, you know, is it a problem for you? I mean, it's just like, you know, this crazy spiral. Now, I want to be fully transparent because that's what I do. So I am bumping up against something like this because sometimes, right, sometimes our kids, you know, when we are well-intentioned and loving and curious and we just want to know something and we go in for the conversation and they get maybe defensive or closed off or agitated. So that happens sometimes when I want to talk about the future, with my teenager, right? Like, what do you want to do? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about college. Let's talk about what's important to you. And I mean, she just is like, "Mm -mm, not going there with you. It's as if she smells a trap, which I don't think that I'm laying down a trap. I am genuinely curious I do think that it's important for her to, you know, have goals and a plan so that, you know, she can weigh out her decisions based on is this moving me forward towards what I want or not. And for whatever reason, she's not interested in having the conversation. Not only is she not interested, but she gets like kind of mad. (laughs) And then so, you know, her experience shows up her, you know, whether it's anxiety or agitation shows up and those mirror neurons kick into gear for me. Right. And I'm like, 
why can't we have this conversation? What's your problem? Like, and then I get irritated in my less than best parenting moments until we're both super discouraged and recognize like the conversation is over. It definitely feels like a win-lose situation. Like it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good. And I, and it feels like a power struggle. So as I thought about this podcast today, and I thought about this particular challenge that I'm having, I started to think, you know, maybe I am engaged in the wrong conversation. And I think that that happens to a lot of us. Like even in the example of the morning, like what makes it hard for you to get ready in the morning? There's that. But when our kids are really closed off and don't want to have those conversations, then maybe there's a different conversation to have. And what I mean is, you know, and especially looking at my own situation, like maybe the conversation becomes, I notice that it's hard for you when I want to talk about the future. Like what's coming up for you? And maybe if it's, I know, um, I've heard from many of you around, you know, screens and they just, that feels like, you know, there's no win on the screen time conversation or you're, you know, it just bringing it up brings defensiveness and attitude. And so maybe the conversation is about that. Like I noticed that we can't seem to have a conversation about screens or homework or fill in the blank, right? Without it becoming a very emotional conversation. And I'm, I'm curious about that. Tell me about that. Because I can make some stories in my mind about why I think when I want to talk about the future sparks defensiveness and anxiety in my daughter. But I'm creating, until I hear it from her, I'm creating a story, right? And so I want to know, and I want her to be aware too. Like, why is this, why is this hard for you? You know, because wouldn't it be useful to have a vision for the future, right? And then, but beyond that, I'm just really curious about how you are bumping up against the conversation. And is it me? Is it about, which (laughs) even as I say this, I can hear her saying, it is not about you. But uh, she doesn't sound like that. But, you know, she does tell me things are not about me. But I could get curious and say, do you feel like, I'm going to judge you. Are you worried about, you know, saying something and then having to be married to it? I could get curious about it because don't we want our kids to learn how to be curious about their own response to the world? I mean, I feel like this is something that I have been developing, you know, probably over the last 10 years, this awareness, this outside observer of myself and how powerful it would have been for someone to have um, supported me in recognizing like, oh, wow, look at the way that I'm responding to that. Isn't that interesting? I wonder where that's coming from. Does this serve me? Does this not serve me? Right? So, you know, 
they're under the iceberg. It's just so juicy in there, right? It's so juicy in there. And it's really, really, really a place for curiosity, right? And not only is it a place for curiosity, but in the process of excavating our kids' iceberg or supporting them and excavating their own iceberg, really, our work is also to recognize and acknowledge when we are holding on, getting rigid, or letting fear or our agenda drive us, right? Like, especially when when I think about the homework conversation, like when we're trying to support our kids and it's in our minds, it's like, oh, they just don't care about school or grades. You know, what starts to drive us, right? Fear, are they gonna graduate? Are they going to go to college? What if they don't go to college? Okay, they go to trade school. What if they don't want to go to trade school? What if they don't want to go to community college? What if they just want to go straight into some entry-level, you know, basic job? Is that okay? Do I want that? Here we go, right? Do I want that? Isn't it about them, right? Isn't it about them? And we can have conversations, and there's some great examples in the Positive Discipline book from Jane Nelson, talking to her sons about this, but we can have conversations. And I actually just listened to, um, I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Well, did I tell you all that I'm obsessed with Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard? Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Okay, listen. Uh, If you listen... I just want you to be warned that it is a black hole <laughs> and you will not want to stop listening. And it's Dak Shepard um, interviewing, you know, friends and 
colleagues and who are celebrities, mostly actors and some experts. And he recently had on Jake Johnson, who is um, Nick on The New Girl. If you watch that show, Nick is a beloved character. And he talked about how, you know, he did not do well in school. He thought that the purpose of school was him to, for him to entertain. And at 15, came home and was supposed to take some standardized tests or something like that. And basically his mom is like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I don't want to go to school. And she said, okay. And he dropped out and he had to go to work with his uncle. And, and that was really tough work. And he really didn't like it. And so he decided, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. That is a scary leap of faith, right? That's a scary leap of faith. But the kid that comes back into the school environment after that experience is a very different kid than the one who's just clowning around and not really caring, right? And so I think that our mission, our purpose is to really figure out where those opportunities are to let go in a way that really supports and serves our kids um, and where to hold on because ah, I wish I had the perfect answer for this. I wish I could say, this is where you hold on and this is where you let go. Like when I think about, you know, screens, screen time, like we know that screens affect the brain and, you know, I'm not going to sit here ever and say, you know, let your, just give them free reign and let your kids figure it out. I just don't believe in that. That'd be like saying, here's a, here's a bag of Coke, you know, good luck. <laughs> because after a while, you know, they don't have the tools to navigate moderation and, and what's good. I mean, granted, it's not the same, but you know what I mean, right? So when we're having these conversations, really noticing when we're getting super rigid and super fearful and coming back to mutual respect. So mutual respect is one of the positive discipline pillars and it's in our in our relationship, in our conversations, having respect for the needs of the child while also respecting yourself and the situation. And in positive discipline, we talk about kindness and firmness. Kindness is respecting the child and the needs of the child. Firmness is respecting yourself and respecting the situation, right? So honor who they are and their temperament. I am an all in kind of gal, right? Like I like to go deep and swirl around in it and be in the muck and be really curious and observant and then learn and be transparent. And I mean, I like to get it all out. I do not hold back. I process out loud. I process in the moment. This is not the same for my husband, definitely not the same for my daughter. And so I get to acknowledge just because that's what works for me doesn't mean that that is a safe place for them to go and I get to adjust and adapt, right? Not always easy, definitely a learning edge for me, absolutely respectful of them, right? Doesn't mean I completely abandon who I am, but it does mean that I can honor and acknowledge and say, hey, you know, perhaps, hey, I'd like to have a conversation about X, Y, Z. I wanted to give you a heads up so that you can kind of think about it and, and decide what you want to share. Let's talk about it later, right? That would be a way of being mutually respectful in that situation. So yeah, that's what's on my mind right now. And to sum it up, right? I think it's super important for all of us 
to recognize how we are contributing to some of the challenges that we're experiencing with our kids. Um, We get to own it and get curious about their experience, find out where their barriers are, identify what the actual problem is, right? Be an open, non-judgmental listener. Always be solution-minded, right? We're always looking for solutions. And just to remind you, solutions are related, respectful, reasonable, and helpful to the child. We always want to be respectful and to honor who our child is in word and action. I love that one. That is one that I am practicing all the time and not always getting right. Honoring my kids, honoring who they are in the way that I speak to them and the way that I behave towards them. That's what I want to leave you with. But before I go, I'm going to switch gears for a second and say I have a really exciting update on my book. Yes. Yes. Remember that? Remember that I'm writing a book? So the title of my book is Joyful Courage, Calming the Drama and Taking Control of Your Parenting Journey. This book is all about how to show up as a joyful courage parent so that you have better access to the tools you need in those hot parenting moments, tools that are helpful and maintain connection with your child. I'm super excited about this book because I think, you know, those of you that are listening that have two-year-olds, preschoolers, are going to find it equally as useful as those of you that are listening with, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. I just, I just am so excited and so proud um, because it's a book about us more than it is about them, right? Pre-sale, pre-sale begins April 10th. Oh my gosh, right around the corner. As many of you as possible buying pre-sale would be fantastic. I'm going to have some special bonuses that I that are to be determined for my pre-sale buyers, but I'll let you know as soon as possible. The official launch date of the book is May 20th. OMG. So, so exciting. The best way to stay up to date on the book is to, and all the news, everything that's going on with the book is to join my newsletter list. Join my newsletter list. If you haven't already, um, you can sign up at www.joyfulcourage.com slash join. So that's joyfulcourage.com slash J-O-I-N. And of course, share, 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 share the podcast, share the website, share anything that you love that I've put out there, share it. Because the more people that are subscribed to the newsletter, the more people that are tuned in to what's happening at Joyful Courage, the more people that are buying the book pre-sale, the more that the book actually gets put in front of people. Does that make sense? So I really need your help. I really need your help. And thank you so much to everyone that has been so encouraging on this journey. Uh, I have a small circle of mamas that I've worked with the last couple of years who were contributors to the book, Bonfire, the Bonfire Circle. I love you gals. I appreciate all of you. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yes, yes, yes. As always, have a beautiful week. Shoot me any feedback, thoughts, questions. Uh, Be sure to leave me a, oh, 
a sub, uh, rate and review on iTunes. I forgot to check and see if there were any new ones. I'll have to do that next time. Big, big love to all of you. Love on those kids. And I will see you soon. Joyful Courage community, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Big thanks and love to my team, including my producer, Chris Mann at Podshaper. Be sure to join the discussion over at the Live and Love with Joyful Courage group page, as well as the Joyful Courage business pages on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Also, I mentioned Patreon at the beginning of the show. Check it out, www.patreon.com slash joyfulcourage. This is where you can contribute to the show and take advantage of patron perks like content-rich monthly webinars and deeper discussions about what's being shared on the podcast. You will like it, www.patreon.com slash Joyful Courage. Any comments or feedback about this show or any others can be sent to Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way, so reach out. You can also sign up for my biweekly newsletter at joyfulcourage.com. Just go to the website, sign up for that. Take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat and trust that everyone is going to be okay. Big love to each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.